heroes. Highlights and hardships with Triple M's Rush Hour. We go through with a someone that you would know, someone famous, a celebrity in sport, non-sport, about their highlight, their hardship and their hero. And today we've got George Burgess in the house. G'day, George. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me, boys. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure for you to be here, mate, because we love you. We love your family mm. and uh, we love everything about you guys coming over from Pommy Land and making Australia That's your home. That's it. Let's start the ball rolling with your hero. Who's your hero on or off the paddock? Well, mate, that's an easy one. Our old man, Mark Burgess, Mark Steve Burgess, he was the enforcer. Uh, and he wasn't just a hero for me and my brothers. He was a hero for lots of kids growing up in our area. It, that whole era, you know, of young kids coming through, he coached them from junior level to national level. And uh, he was an inspirational man. And the way he, the way he fought, you know, towards the end of his, his life was inspiration as well. And his character, you know, the way he was very jovial and, uh, cracking jokes with everyone and everyone loved him with you know, something I've tried to carry on as well in my life and, uh, you know, tried to be a bit of a, a joke around the pack. <laughs> George, just what, was, what were your early memories of just rumbling in the backyard with your mm. brother and the way you, your dad interacted <laughs> with you guys? Yeah, mate, from as soon as we could walk and, and catch a ball, we were two-on-two two in the backyard <laughs> and uh, dad was, was refereeing and, and telling us to go harder. So good times. Uh, we had we had footy cones set up in the back and... And constantly uh, bashing each other, so it was it was good, good childhood, and and uh, mum was definitely the, the odd one out with all the boys around. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I love Julie Burgess. Every time I see her, she gives me a hug, and you know we've you know, we've all been very tight our families. Uh, she loves you too, big uh, yeah. Um, so so she actually played rugby league as well. Look, well, not just you know, you know your dad and that. She yeah. played rugby league as well, and she was all right. Well, she's my hero as well because once my dad retired. She just finished popping out four kids, four big boys, and she started her footy career. So she played for 10 years for Birkinshaw Dragons, and she was a hard hitter as well. I grew up watching my mum play. I didn't, didn't grow up watching my dad play. Yeah. I watched my mum play, and uh, a lot of what I do in footy, I learned watching my mum. She's got a little long striding uh, lock. <laughs> She's uh, chopping them in half, and uh, big fend on her as well, so... Well, she Do, kept her looks, though, but obviously, oh, yeah. obviously didn't get tackled oh, I, too much in I the face. I remember as a six-year-old kid watching my mum break her nose. She had a uh, blood dripping dripping down her nose. She carried on playing. And uh, 15 year old, the same thing happened to me. So I was like, I'm going to do what my mum did. You yeah. know? She's, she's, <laughs> she's led the way for us. That is absolutely so. fantastic. Tell us about where you grew up in England. What sort of area was it? Give us a yeah. snapshot of that. West Yorkshire, Liversidge is the Well, near Dewsbury. Dewsbury is the team and... Mm. Uh, we grew up every weekend going to Dewsbury Moor, you know, playing footy, and uh, yeah, that was our life, uh, and and we loved it. Go back to the Moor Club afterwards, have it, have your pie and peas. I've uh, <laughs> mum, mum was doing the oranges at half time and the magic sponge for the lads who got the bangs, bangs and bust ups. So yeah, it was it was just a family affair and a family club, and I'm really happy that Tommy's signed for a club near that area because now he can give back to that community and help out with Dewsbury Moor. It's something. I missed out on it, Wigan. Well, speaking of giving back to the community, I know that, you know, we went to Cairns last year and the boys were, uh, you know, they were talking to us up there and yeah. you guys were doing a wonderful job. You put on a luncheon up there uh, yeah. for, the, for the local rugby league, Brothers yeah. Rugby League. You won the grand final last year. Yeah. But, you know, but your dad instilled something in you. Sam and I have had some, you know, good nights and we talk and we're quite emotional because we both lost mm. our, we all lost our dads yeah. at a young age. Yeah. Mate, when, when Sam was 16, 17, he was telling me, because your dad had motor neuron disease, yes. he used to pick him up and have to carry him out of yeah. the bathtub and that, and yeah. it's quite emotional. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously we were young. 
when when my dad was sick, but my, Sammy had just started doing his weights with Bradford and he was getting strong. So dad, dad didn't like it, but he said, now I'm going to take you to the footy games and carry you from the car to the to the ground and put sit you on a seat next to the game so you can watch him. Nice. Yeah, and he's, you know, get, we'd, we'd take turns uh, helping him up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, at night, but he, you know, he didn't, uh, didn't like me and me and Tommy helping him because we were a bit young. But uh, yeah, Sammy, Sammy bared the brunt of a lot of that. So in many ways, Sammy's my hero as well. Uh, from George, that, George, uh, what about the first time to to tell your mum that you've won a professional contract? What was that mm-hmm. moment like to go back to her and say, "Look, I'm I've signed. I'm about to play first grade." Yeah, it was it was a proud moment. You know, just even my Bradford contract. Mm. Uh, getting the chance to train full time was something that we aspired to as kids. And when we got, it was a choice between Leeds or Bradford, and Luke was at Leeds and oh, Sam was at Bradford. So Sam, it was like a the bargaining power is Sammy got in our ear a little bit more. But yeah, <laughs> when I when I first signed to um, to Sydney, uh, Mum was very upset because she was losing her a young boy from I was living at home. Yeah, mm. so. Um, we were, we were like best mates, so um, she was very upset when I moved to Sydney and not long after that she moved across as well. Let's talk about uh, a highlight. must oh. be hard to pick one. Mm. Perhaps you can go a couple on field, <laughs> off field, because you've had so many, mate. Yeah, I mean, highlights, there's so many highlights to choose from. Having kids is, is definitely a highlight, uh, especially when you have that first one. But on the field, you know, representing my country with my brothers uh, for the first time against Australia was a massive one. Scoring a try on debut against Australia was was awesome. Uh, Had you around about eighty meters, two tip over the top, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Took on Tedesco, uh, bumped him off, and scored. Yeah, no, so, something like that. Uh, probably yeah, halfway, I think it was. But uh, for me, it has to be the grand final. You know, playing in a grand final, you know, record crowd, forty three years, uh, and to score that try when when the game was at deadlock and when the game was on the line was definitely a highlight for me. Just to hear that the the crowd erupt, uh, fifty five minutes in, and and someone something needs to be done, and uh, give the ball to Big Georgie, and uh, off <laughs> off we go. So I thought, look, I did that game, and I, and I know Sam got the Clive Churchill. It was tough because your old mate Jimmy Graham was there, so you yeah. dusted him. But I thought you were the best player on the field that day. I'm not just saying that as a mate, but a lot of people, a lot of good judges thought that. Have you, you told were, Sam that? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I thought the same as well. Hundred <laughs> percent. We're all supposed to. Sam's that. always going to get it though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was. You know, it was. Sammy was uh, it was his last game for the club, and yeah. to be fair, if you look at the stats and and the amount of work he did, he's, yeah. he definitely deserved it. And to do it with a broken cheekbone, yeah. mm. that is something that, like, that's something it? the gladiators do, you know. So, uh, oh, you want to mention Russell Crowe now? Nah. Yeah, yeah, what's your favourite Russell Crowe memory? Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you. Oh, there's so many, mate. But <laughs> Come on, give us some. Probably not, not many I can tell, tell on, on the radio. <laughs> it's but, a podcast. Uh, it's fine. But no, first time I met Russell was in in Potts Point. And we walked, I was starstruck because my dad was a big Gladiator fan. We had the VCR tape always on the top Gladiator. So I, I used to see it all the time. And um, so when I first met him, he was like, oh, Russell Crowe, you know, we're going to walk walk down to the rocks and go to a, a cafe. And, you know, he offered me, a con- me and Tom, a contract on the spot. Never seen me play. He's like, he, he loved the Walker brothers. And he's like, I want to I want to instill a, a real brotherhood within uh, within South Sea Rabbitohs. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was great. You know, I was on board from day one. Um, so I just wanted to be a part of it. And and you know, look what we what we managed to build uh, with that brotherhood within South Sydney. It was great. And um, yeah, hopefully we can tell tell that story. I'm sure you the, will. 
There's no doubt. Um, are you a little bit, before we get into the to the hardship, are you a little bit sad you're not going to Vegas or to play? Yes, or well, are you going as a tourist? Well, uh, my company that we're working for now, Wealth Street, we, uh, we, we help people with investment properties, but we were actually going to go over with the company and and John and Abs, our our bosses, were gonna were gonna shout it, but uh, we we ended up uh, not making it happen because someone oh. who was gonna come with us couldn't make it, so yeah. it, it didn't make sense. But yeah, I, uh, maybe I can sneak in. Uh, I'll just turn up at the airport and say I'm Tom. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling you're gonna walk on anyway. They'll go, oh yeah, he's one of the birds. Well, I, I had an idea about you know us going over there and interviewing some Americans in the crowd I thought that would be a great idea maybe yeah. Triple M might uh, fly me over and we'll do that oh, no, imagine me and Dell in the oh, crowd exactly. oh, I don't them. think got, they got the budget here I don't know <laughs> trust me yeah George what about a hardship I mean you've had yeah. such a long career take us through something that's really just mm. you know, been been hard to work through yeah there's been ups and downs for sure but I mean I think as a 15 year old kid I probably had the the toughest hardship was was losing your, losing your dad and, and your hero so I think every, every every hardship I faced after that wasn't as bad, you know, because to do that at 15 years old and, and bury your old man and carry him in a casket is is uh, is a tough thing to go through. So um, everything after that was was kind of uh, easy for me to come overcome. And uh, yeah, we as as brothers, we it brought us together pretty pretty closely after that. So uh, yeah, very very tough thing to do, but uh, it definitely makes a man out of you at a young age. Mm. Mate, yeah, you you uh you have got a very strong bond, and I think uh, our man Gus one talks about a village. You know, you guys guys got Pico, and you know whenever you guys get together, yeah. um, you look after each other's family, and even when yeah. Sam went through a tough time, you know mm. we all check in on each other. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke for me is he's the balance of the family. You know, yeah. I play a lot of golf with Luke, and oh, mate, just he's... for Luke, he always checks in, he checks in with me, checks in with you. Yeah, um, how, how good to have having that? Yeah, no, nah, he's he keeps us all together and keeps all our heads on our shoulders. This big Lukey and. You know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's the brains of the bunch and uh, he's, he's actually working with me at Wall Street as well. So yeah, he's, he's doing great. When you talk about coming over, playing for South Sydney, that moment with the Gladiator, I can just yeah. see it, how easy that would be just to flow and Sam yeah. was already there and so forth. The rivalry between the Roosters and South Sydney yeah. and, of course, we on those two matches a year, mm. maybe a finals game as well, there's true hatred there. Yeah. I get that. Mm. But that's what makes the game of rugby league, isn't it? Those yeah. unbelievable rivalries like yeah. you did have in England with Wigan. Yeah. Leeds-Bradford was a big one. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if there's been a bigger one for me than, than roosters Rabbitohs yeah. because, you know, it's just all, the whole uh, build-up to it, the dramatics of it. You know, Russell comes into the, the training ground and he uh, he pulls out the book of feuds, blows off the dust and, and reads out, a, reads out a, a bit of the book of feuds and... You know, the drama of it is great. I, I get so pumped and, you know, the boys in the team who are from the area, it means so much to them. So I, I bought into that massively. And the, the games that we had with, with the Roosters over the years have been epic. I, I remember my, my third game for the, for the South was that nail-biter when we scored two tries in the last minute when, mm. when Reynolds yeah. scored. Reynolds, take me now, I've seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so when was, Mini, uh, with Mini had scored at, that, at your home ground yeah, the game before in the, that. In the first round. So 2012 oh. was my first year playing NRL, and that wow. was a big year for the rivalry. Yeah. That's probably got its own paragraph in the book of feuds that, that year. So. Yeah. And well, then, since you brought it up, we need to leave it now, mate. We can't talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just quickly, George, yeah. I just want to ask you about your hip surgery and how hard that oh, was yeah. at the back mm. end of your career to deal with because playing through that sort of adversity – must be so really challenging to get you up, get yeah. yourself up for each game. Yeah, you know, I flogged my body. I flogged, we had some 
some good trainers over the years. I'm, I flogged, I'm a big body and we did a lot of running Ks. So towards the end, uh, when I was at South, my body was kind of broken. Uh, but I was getting through it and I was I was doing well. But when I went to Wigan, I, I sort of didn't get that same treatment. And we had six months off with COVID. So I was at home with three kids under two. And yeah, yeah it just really deteriorated. You know, and and um, I decided to get that surgery done, which has helped a lot. But you can't ever get to that same level uh, with a metal hip, you know, that yeah. you that you had before, you know. So it's... It's uh, it's it's a shame when the when the body gives up on you, but because you, your mind's still there and and you want to uh, keep doing your thing, but um, uh, I still keep thinking I'm going to play again. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put this on you. Like one thing about us, we try and stay disciplined here. And there's our captain over there. And when me and Jude sort of get a little bit excited, we go to lunches and that. And he's he's a gauge for <laughs> Gus. He's a gauge for where we're at. So it, I have the car parked yeah. outside, George, to make sure that yeah. we just straight out. Yeah. So I've got to ask you this. So obviously you, you're a disciplined bloke when you want to be. So is it true that you and your brother Luke are you, you're not drinking at the moment, and and have you stuck to that, boys? <laughs> well, yeah. Now we we were talking about doing February, March, and April. I may have had a little slip up last week. Oh well, there you go. Paid, so, uh, paid the hundred dollar fine. Because uh, we we're doing a thing with our with our boss uh, Abs and John as well. If you, if you do slip up, that's fine. But just be honest, honestly yeah. test as we always say. Put the uh, hundred dollars per drink in, and we're going to give it to a charity. Is it hard to be disciplined now? Like now that you've finished, like while we're playing football, you know, there's a discipline. Is it hard? Yeah, it's, it, it's hard because there's a lot of like I, w- I had two events last week, one in Sydney, one in Melbourne, and it's all drinks, everything. I didn't mm-hmm. touch it in those two events, and then. The third one got me. I get, you know, there's only so many times someone can ask you if you want a drink until it becomes disrespectful if you say no. Exactly right. You're selfless the way yeah. you put yourself oh, out. So, yeah. yeah Georgie Burgess, thank you so much for Fantastic being part of the Three H's podcast. Really, My really pleasure. appreciate it. My pleasure. Love you, buddy. You're a good man. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from four on Triple M.